0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to yet another episode of An Involved Review. I am your host, James Caleb Kitchens, and I'm welcoming back to the show yet again, none other than Caleb Stovall, the man who has consumed more wrestling content than anyone in the known multiverse. Welcome back, man. What's going
1: on, man? How you been?
0: Hey, you know, I've been doing my thing. Work has been pretty crazy. We've had a lot going on uh it, it's just it's been an interesting time you know the holidays are coming up uh we got a big viral show uh pro show that's coming up that's uh probably our biggest show I, I'd say certainly since the start of the pandemic um
1: hey so so here we are uh speaking it, of a lot going on I I, I have to you know I, I know we talk about wrestling and I consume more wrestling than anybody and this is true but i have for. to start this off with something different. I have to say congratulations to the Atlanta Braves are in the World Series. Not since 1999 have I been able to say that.
0: I haven't watched baseball on television since 1996 mm-hmm. when they won. Yep. Um. And, and, and it's just, it's been uh just this kind of crazy thing because, uh you know, a lot of the, you know, tried and true Braves people will call me a bandwagoner, whatever, I'm guilty. But I, I have to say that uh being there for the playoffs and getting to kind of be in that atmosphere, that excitement of a team that's going to go into the World Series, perhaps, and now we know, know it's a reality.
1: That can rejuvenate your excitement.
0: Yeah, I mean, it just, it felt amazing. Uh, and then uh, I have not missed a Game of the World Series. I watched the first two. I probably will have to uh, watch the one tomorrow on a bit of a delay. Uh, but uh, yeah, man, I'm I'm all about it. Uh, I, I actually bought uh, YouTube TV so that I could watch it live. Which, mm. by the way, uh, I just kind of got to plug that for a second, not a sponsor. Really? Yeah, um, I got like a five-day free trial. It's like 60 bucks for the package for the month. But you get, like, every channel. I mean, it's, it's just insane list of channels. But one thing I really loved about their World Series coverage: number one, it's in 4K. It's in HDR. Like, the image quality is perfect, right? But also, at any point in time, they have the stats down at the bottom. And so you can go in and look at the stats, like, live. And they also have they automatically, as the game is going, they clip out every single like hit or double play or whatever. So like you can go to the bottom and like you can say, all right, I want to look at that RBI again. And you can click on it and it'll take you to that part of the video and you can just watch it again. So you have like your own instant replay for the entire game.
1: That's awesome.
0: Yeah. Uh, so I, I enjoyed it so much that I had to plug it on the show. Um, speaking I, of...
1: Here's the thing. I know it's good when you do that
0: right exactly yeah you
1: don't do that for anything unless you truly like it
0: especially for free uh if if you got if you if you're watching this and you want to pay us i'll plug whatever you want (laughs) if if if, um if candy corn wanted to to pay us to for to plug their product i would say that it is the best candy (laughs) even though that shit's disgusting um so I gotta tell you a little a little story here to sort of and, and it's it's a plug slash story. Uh, so earlier this week, uh, you know, I noticed that Samoa Joe was on the Kurt Angle podcast. No, uh, I
1: didn't know that you would know that at all.
0: Yeah, and I and I immediately you know listened to it, and <laughs> I I messaged Ace. You know, last time Ace was on, I promised him that next time he came on the show, I would make sure it was something where no one died or was seriously injured or or anything (laughs) because uh if you run down the stuff he's covered with us he did cover the last ride with us but other than that it's been the crispin y episodes and the pillman episodes yes and so yeah it's all been gloom and doom so um we talked about the episode so we actually kind of uh, we did a, a, a meta kind of thing. We, it was a podcast about a podcast. We reviewed the episode of the Kurt Angle show where he had some Ojo on. So that's live. You can catch that. Uh, it was just kind of a little special episode thing um, that we just kind of did on a spur of a moment. So it's out there. Uh, and I know that you like the Kurt Angle show. So I think uh, it stands to reason that we may talk more about that in the future. On this project, yeah,
1: I I do like it because you know a lot of the times when Conrad gets a lot of these interviews, he's always getting it from the Booker, the promoter, or um, even the executive producer standpoint, or you know even just an announcer standpoint. And I'm like, that's all well and good, but you're asking these guys about what happened in the match when they weren't out there. There's, I mean, yes, they were watching the whole time and yes, they were, you know, helping produce it or whatnot. But at the end of the day, there were two guys that were out there and I want to know what they were thinking. And that's what we never hear, in in my opinion. We never hear it broken down like that. And that's why I like Kurt Angle's podcast a lot, because uh, like actually i'm surprised i don't know if you've checked this one out but i'm sure you will now he does the breakdown of the of your favorite match of all time i know
0: i already already listened to it i've uh, I, I already listened to that one i already listened to the one about the iron man match i've already listened to the episode where he talks about leaving wwe the one where he talks about going to tna did i've listened to a, a, lot, a lot of it what's that
1: did you see the one with the punisher yeah Tom i haven't
0: I, I haven't listened to that one yet i was like
1: john bernthal what the hell here's the reason why because he's married to his sister
0: okay
1: that that makes never sense knew that. i never would have put those two together
0: yeah that's cool um that being said uh i, I on, so on the episode you know if you're watching this on video we always have a little background you know here uh to, that relates to the episode well the image that I picked was actually the image that the Kurt Angle show put up. And so it, it was Kurt Angle on the left and then Samoa Joe on the right. And it kind <laughs> of looked like they were on the broadcast.
1: And, <laughs> I and, and, when I saw it.
0: And so when Ace logs in, joins the call, I've already got it up. And he's like, oh my God, dude, for a second I thought they were on the show. And I was like, that would have been the best rib ever if like I didn't tell him. <laughs> that they were going to be on and like they just were on there but then I was like Caleb would never forgive me for the rest of his life if I, <laughs> if I like just did that and he wasn't here
1: yes yes I would I'd be like wait a minute we had a wrestling we had two wrestling legends and I wasn't on this
0: <laughs> yeah exactly uh so uh tonight we we're going to talk about two things uh that was a hell of a cold open uh we're going to talk about two things uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the, the recent Ring of Honor news because that is probably the biggest news in wrestling. Um, and it has... I mean, a lot of people are happy about it. A lot of people are upset about it. A lot of people kind of don't feel either way about it. But, and, and I'll, I'll go into that. Um, the, the reason I say that some people are happy about it, the people that are happy about it is bookers, promoters, probably AEW... Maybe even impact people that
1: MLW,
0: right? I mean, these guys were under contracts for Ring I of honor
1: to, to be honest. No, I, I, I get that. I thought you were talking about fans are happy. I'm like, wait a minute.
0: Really? I, I mean, I doubt that. I mean, I don't know of anybody that was just kind of rooting for their demise. They've never really done anything, you know, for that to happen. Um, so we're going to talk about that. And then we're going to talk about dark side of the rings coverage of XPW uh, mm-hmm. So sit around, guys. This might be a long episode because I think we have plenty to say about both of those. Uh, but before we get into that, Ring of Honor, uh, Caleb, what did you? What was your initial like reaction when you heard about it?
1: I had mixed feelings about it because when I read it, I was like, "Oh shit," and then it was also followed by, "But I'm not surprised." So for because, those, because I'm a Ring of Honor fan, right? And I'm not watching Ring of Honor,
0: right? So for those who may not know at home, uh, if you're watching this, uh, Ring of Honor, uh, you know, if you're like, what are they talking about? Ring of Honor just this week announced that they're releasing everyone from their contracts. They're taking the rest of the year off, and that they plan to return in. I think uh, is it April. That March? is the goal. Yeah. So at they want
1: to. I understand, but I don't know if that's going to happen.
0: Yeah, they want to return around the end of Q1. There's a lot of people that are saying they don't think it's going to happen. Let me ask you, man, in a a world where we have AEW on television every week, what purpose does Ring of Honor serve?
1: It doesn't because, um, I mean, literally, AEW could be Ring of Honor. If it, it like... AEW was literally started off the back of Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor created. Well, no, 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 no. Not not Ring of Honor created, but Ring of Honor helped uh, the popularity of Cody and the books. They also helped with All In, or not all, or is yes, 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 All In. Um, the original, you know, I guess first aew pay-per-view even though technically it's not aew or anything like that but um yeah and ring of honor never really got anything from it you know and i've 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 always said this about ring of honor i said look the problem with ring of honor is they've had some of the greatest storylines ever that have never been seen have never been talked about Or if the people had, or if the people were in the audience, they weren't going home and talking about Ring of Honor. They might have been talking about certain people that performed on that show, but they never went home raving about Ring of Honor. I'll never understand why, but that's just the way it was.
0: I think a lot of it is like the presentation. I mean, um, you know, when we. Originally started uh, covering the 2020 Pure Tournament for Ring of Honor. I mean, to this day, those are the lowest-rated episodes of our podcast. I mean, the least amount of people um, watch those by a wide margin. I mean, so I think I think the some of those episodes have like less than 10 listens today. Yeah. After and then that and that was almost a year ago that they were out. So. Yeah, I mean, you know, it they've always kind of failed to generate a significant interest. And I don't know if it's something about the branding, about the presentation. I don't really know what it is because a lot of other people, I mean, you look at like MLW. Uh, I'd say MLW is wildly more popular than Ring of Honor right now. Um, you look at, I mean, AEW, obviously. But I mean, you know, I, I think when Ring of Honor comes back, I think they're just going to be a top class indie show. I don't think they're going to be doing all this stuff where, you know, they're trying to be a national promotion. I think that time has come and gone. Um, I think the golden era of kind of of ring of honor has come and gone where you had people, uh, you know, like Joe there, CM Punk. I mean, the greatest of the greats in our business today came up through ring of honor. I mean, especially during the Cornette era, but i mean it that's the, and that's the thing is with with NXT being there even though you know it's the bastardized uh, NXT that nobody cares about but like to say with all the wrestling that's out right now to look at NXT and go yeah nobody cares about that if if i can't be made to care about NXT how am i supposed to care about ring of honor
1: uh, that that's a good point, and I mean, I I don't know, man, because it's funny because I I keep saying this, and and you know when I say this, I truly mean this, but you know you knowing me when it comes to wrestling shows, like when I went to the Ring of Honor show in two thousand and eighteen, or was it two thousand nineteen? No, I'm sorry, it was two thousand nineteen. When I went in 2019 to the, ring, uh, to the ROH show at Center Stage in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, currently, I live here in Atlanta now. But um, when I went there, I thought it was one of the best wrestling shows that I had seen in years. I mean, I will put that up with when I saw Monday Night Nitro in 95, you know, as, as one of the best shows, you know. That's how good I thought the show was or I thought it was overall, I thought there was a lot of energy in the crowd, but here was the problem. And then I look back on it is again, it's, there's there's a bunch of good stuff here, but what does it all mean? Right. Kind of like There just wasn't, I mean, there was an attempt to start a, a faction storyline that went nowhere whatsoever um in fact all it did was just make bandito popular um you know like i i just said because you know when i said it just a couple of weeks ago mlw right now if you look at mlw all right they're still around and they're profiting because one they're able to keep talent under contract two they just signed a deal with vice To go on right after Dark Side of the Ring too, so you know they're doing really well on that part. And they've got interesting storylines. They've got stuff to follow there. You know the Contra Unit's one of the best things I've seen. I don't know if anyone's been following that, but if you haven't, you need to go back and watch that because it's some good stuff. And uh, and they've got Alex Hammerstone is killing it as well, and a lot of other stuff. So MLW has stuff to follow. The NWA as well. NWA has been putting on a good show, I think, ever since they launched the YouTube show Um, back in 2019. No, I'm sorry, 2000. Yeah, 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 2019, I think. AEW, again, you know, you have a lot to follow there. New Japan, you have stuff to follow. Impact Wrestling, while confusing at times, still has stuff to follow there. There's still some interesting stuff. Ring of Honor, there's just nothing There's no big stars. They can try to make big stars, but it's. I mean, like it seems like everything that they do was is nothing. And I thought that they focused way too much on Roosh. I mean, he was good, but they focused way too much on him, like way too much.
0: Yeah, I mean, I haven't I haven't turned on Impact in a minute, so I couldn't really like. I think the last time I watched Impact, it was. Tessa Blanchard fighting with, uh, what's his name? Uh, with like a, yeah, with like a baseball bat or some nonsense. And I was just like, this is terrible. Any program, any program with Tessa Blanchard on it, I'm immediately, immediately turning that shit off. So,
1: oh, so I guess you're not going to watch. Wow.
0: No, <laughs> no,
1: I'm no. going to watch it just cause I want to see it. And AJ Lee is probably going to be on it.
0: Well, like, uh, Tessa won't be there long. She'll get herself kicked out of that locker room. Probably. But um, well, then that's
1: okay. You'll watch it afterwards.
0: Right. Uh, but in terms of Ring of Honor, man, uh, you know, they're releasing everybody from their contracts. There's a ton of people in the Ring of Honor contract that, like, I'm sure that AEW would love to get, that a lot of people in the indies would love to get, MLW, hell, maybe even NXT. I mean, uh, first Game off.
1: Changer, uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Game Changer Wrestling uh, just signed Bandito.
0: Yeah, I mean that doesn't that doesn't shock me, um. But I mean, like Ian Riccoboni, Caprice Coleman, to me, one of the, I mean, other than AEW, I think they have the best announced team right now, uh. Just because Morrow's not in doing anything, um. Well, think, no,
1: he is doing stuff, just not in wrestling.
0: Right, right, right. Um, you know, and then the roster. I mean, Hot Sauce Tracy Williams. You know, I'm a huge fan. Jay Lethal. I mean, AEW could absolutely use him. Jonathan Gresham. I don't know if AEW's audience would love Jonathan Gresham, but if you think about it from the standpoint of, is there a submission specialist in AEW? I can't name one. I mean, off the top of my head, you know. Uh, So that kind of style is definitely something that, you know, could be warranted. I mean, there's just a, a large group of people over there that, you know, people would very much like to see. Um, you know, like you, you got like up and coming people uh, like Josh Woods. I was very impressed with him. Uh, there's just, there's a lot, man. Uh, there's, there's a wealth of talent over there that the wrestling world could use. And I think that we will see some of them go up. Some of them will come down. I mean, hell, uh, if you want to talk about people, AEW could really use the Briscoes. Um, oh,
1: yeah. I like that was when I knew Ring of Honor was in trouble, was when I saw the Briscoes doing more game changing uh,
0: wrestling. I mean, the Briscoes, Dalton fucking Castle would oh, be yeah. amazing anywhere. Um,
1: oh, yeah. I'm, I, dude, I think one of the places that's really going to benefit from this, two places actually MLW and NWA.
0: I mean, MLW should get Danhausen. Immediately, yes. Um, Shane Taylor, uh, NWA. I mean, Shane Taylor could go anywhere. I mean, Shane Taylor could go anywhere.
1: Yes, he is amazing at PCO. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's I mean, still going. So I mean, he could go anywhere.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's just a wealth of talent, man. And I, I you know, I, I definitely want to see. Uh, I definitely want to see Tracy Williams somewhere. So. We'll, we'll see how it goes. You know, I, I hope Ring of Honor comes back just because, you know, it is nice to have another place for the guys to work, but it's like, to me, I don't think Ring of Honor going forward is big enough to keep people under exclusive contracts. Well, I just I, don't think they are.
1: And it doesn't sound like they're going to try, apparently. Right. It sounds like they're going to be what they were when they first started, which was a completely indie company.
0: Yeah, and, and, and I mean... Uh, they can't have made any money in the last two years.
1: No, they didn't. And, and now I, you do have to give them credit at least for trying to pay the talent.
0: Absolutely, man. I mean, we made a, a huge effort to get our talent paid um, at viral when the pandemic struck, um, and it was, it was hard. We really, um, you know, it, it was like okay, we're canceling all these shows. Uh, they kept a lot of their talent working and they kept them in a safe environment. I never heard of any like COVID outbreaks or ring of honor or anything like that. So huge uh, kudos to them for that. But at the end of the day, uh, my kudos won't pay their bills. Right. So what? that's, that's problematic, but you know, yeah. it, it it is what it is. I hope they come back. I hope there's, you know, a nice place for the talent to work and maybe they can get some of these guys back on a, you know, semi-permanent basis. But You know, there's also the fact that there's a lot of guys, like I said, tied up in Ring of Honor contracts that would be doing really well elsewhere. I mean, hell, Caprice Coleman, get back in the ring. He's AML's champion right now. Uh, If you haven't checked out AML Wrestling in North Carolina, um, I'd say probably the best wrestling in that state. No, you know, ifs, ands, or buts about it. They put on WrestleCade every year to the tune of like 10,000 plus fans. Uh, I'm going to be there this year. Uh, sting is going to be there we're staying in the same hotel which i'm very excited about so um yeah man i i just think that i think there's a lot of places that i I think this is ultimately good for the talent are some of them going to end up on the indies sure you know but that's just how it goes you know
1: yeah i mean it it is it is what it is but um i do hope uh, ring of honor returns because there's a lot of good ring of honor footage still to this day that i haven't even seen myself um and you know me who consumes more wrestling than anybody i yeah i haven't seen it all because uh, it's hard to watch a lot of it too because a lot of it's terrible quality it just is yeah. um you know but uh i've seen some of the best matches though in ring of honor i mean you can't deny its history uh from what i consider what i consider my favorite match of all time which is brian danielson versus nigel mcginnis um i still think that's one i still think that's the greatest match i've ever seen in my life um and then Samoa Joe's matches. There's so many of them. I've lost track, and they have they all happen in Ring of Honor. AJ Styles had some classic matches. CM Punk obviously would not be CM Punk if it wasn't for Ring of Honor. And the feud that he had with Raven, Brian Danielson's world title run that made everyone go, Wait, that's what a champion should be. That's what a That's what a title run should be. Him and Samoa Joe's runs, to me, were like, okay, this is what world champion runs should be like. You know, when did we stop doing runs like these kind of thing? Tyler Black, who is now Seth Rollins, obviously, uh, did great things in Ring of Honor. Davey Richards, um, you know, the American Wolves, uh, all the great tag teams that came through there. Um, obviously the Bucks and Cody, I mean, you could say what you want to about them now, but in ring of honor, man, they were amazing. They fit with the product. It, it, it worked and everything like that. They did great. And obviously the Briscoes, Jim Cornette and stuff like that, just so much history in ring of honor. Um, that a lot of people just haven't seen and they don't realize happened. And if they saw it, they'd be like, wow, this is amazing. But you know, who knows what's going to happen. Um, I wish them all the best of luck. Uh, but I do hope a lot of this talent goes to MLW or NWA or, yes, even AEW. But I don't want them all just to go to AEW. I'd love for them to go to MLW because right now, dude, I think that's the one that's really a sleeper right now is MLW and the NWA for that matter. Like, I just really think those two are really good. And Game Changer Wrestling is doing some good things. You know, you could say what you want to about the death matches or whatnot. But at the end of the day, Game Changer Wrestling is selling out venues, man. Yeah, I mean,
0: you know, it's not my cup of tea. But obviously, there's a pretty decent following for it, so... Hey, they might, I mean, they've got enough money to pay Dean Ambrose. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, is. You know, so I I think it'll be very interesting. I definitely want to see where talent goes. And I agree with you. AEW right now has almost a WCW 97, 98 problem where, you know, there's there's too many people. There's like 10 factions. Um, The booking they're doing is good, but it's just like, at the end of the day, it's like, you've got to solve some of these problems. And some of those solutions need to be releasing talent. Um, and, and there's a long line of people. I mean, I could sit here right now and name 20 people I'd release. I had um, good. And then there's another people, 20 people that I would release because I can't tell you what their names are. Um, so yeah, I mean, but Hey, I'm not Tony Khan. It's not my business. I'm not paying them. So, uh, that being said, let's get in, let's get into this XPW episode, man. I gotta, I gotta eat crow again because this is another one where you were like, this was on our, our list. This was one of the ones you put on the list. I was like, they're not going to fucking do XPW. I mean, FMW, I was like, they probably won't. But like, I thought that I knew that there was a story there, the, the Hayabusa stuff and like all that stuff is, is, is kind of like wrestling legacy But with this one, I really thought they wouldn't do it because, you know, at the end of the episode, and I have to, um, you know, pay tribute here, this episode is dedicated uh, to Jerome Young, a.k.a. New Jack. Um, So I wanted to bring that up, but it's like New Jack says at the end of the episode, the only thing that they ever did that was of any note was uh, him throwing Vic Grimes off the scaffold, and Dark Side of the Ring has already covered that in the New Jack episode. So that that was kind of why I thought they wouldn't talk about this, but I really did not know the wealth of the like behind-the-scenes shit that was going on that makes this such a good Dark Side of the Ring episode.
1: Yeah, um, well, let me put it this way before we get started. At times, there are stuff I wish I did not know. Right, and there's just some things in this episode that it was just like, God damn it! I wish I just did not like. I wish I didn't know that because look, I, I I'm the only one that can stomach watching WCW 2000. All right, but I would watch that over XPW. any day of the week yeah i will never watch an xpw show ever again
0: yeah i mean this place um you know it, it would be easy because you know one thing i really like about dark side of the ring and and you could you could say what you want about like some of the episodes i mean i don't want to go into it yet again plane ride from hell a lot of people have said that that was creative editing uh but it, it really wasn't. It was just the fact that Tommy Dreamer had no idea that that, that the flight attendant was going to be so charismatic and that people were going to feel so heavily for her and he didn't see her interview. Um, but he still said what he said and, and fuck him. But, uh, it, nope. you know, in this, it's kind of like, there's no way that this is slanted against Rob Black, right? Like, they nope. interview everybody. They interview some of his porn stars. They interview the wrestlers they interview the guy that did the editing for him they interview the guy that was a live event producer they interview uh people like sabu and new jack i mean they interview the the merch girl they interview everybody and pretty much everybody is like rob black was a huge piece of dog shit
1: yes yes uh they did and and that was definitely something i got throughout everyone and they even started off in the episode. They're like, are you surprised Rob Black is not here in this interview? And they're like, no.
0: Yeah, I mean, that that was what let you know we were in for a ride at the beginning of this one. Yes. Though. When yes, they're like, that, are you, you surprised he doesn't want to be in it? And Messiah's like, no, not really. It's a no-win situation for him.
1: Yeah. Oh, my God. The story with him.
0: Yeah, I never saw that shit coming, dude. That, this nope. this. This shit got so crazy. Uh, I was almost sad that I wasn't watching it, you know, back then. Um, But I would (laughs) have.
1: Trust me, it's not okay. Let me, let me, let me just give you a preview of what they're uh, announcing sounds like. You heard some of it, but you didn't get to hear the good, the, the like really good parts. All right, you know Joey Styles. Infamous, oh my god, you yeah. know, when something would happen. But Joey Styles is amazing, and we all love Joey Styles and stuff like that. JR's, oh my god, my God Almighty, he killed him. All that. This was XPW's announcer. When something would happen, he would go, Oh no, oh no, he's gonna. Ah! And then their color announcer sounded like he was a drunk former soccer announcer trying to cover wrestling. He was like, he was like, if you see these, he just threw him off the thing and blah. I was like, what the fuck is going on?
0: Yeah, that <laughs> would drive me bonkers, dude.
1: It was terrible. Everything about it was Fucking atrocious. I can't name you one good match in XPW. Not one. I cannot name you one. I can name you people who are in matches, but I can't name you a match that was actually good. Yeah. I mean,
0: it just seems like, you know, some really like 2020 style uh, backyard wrestling, but just in a venue. You know, yeah, like,
1: like, let me put it this way Game changer wrestling is safe compared to this
0: yeah man i mean some of this stuff was just insane i mean uh you know they kind of start this with sort of a uh introspective into the it's really a character study of rob black uh -hmm. they talk about him being in the adult film business uh him dating lizzie borden who um you know they you know he kind of I guess like she was a porn actress and then they got together and then he didn't want her to perform anymore. She Uh, was, And then, you know, they, uh, you know, he was kind of like showing her off and wanted her to like flirt with guys so that they'd want to be with her. But then he didn't want her to do that. And that, that was, you know, kind of weird right off the, off the bat. Um, you know, this guy did a bunch of really ballsy shit. I mean, he, uh, you know, we find out later in the episode, he challenged John Ashcroft, who was the attorney general of the United States at that time, uh, you know, find a reason to come after me. And I was just like, this uh, isn't a wrestling promo, dude. These, this guy has power.
1: Yeah. And uh, he, he when, when he was like, he was like, find something on me. I was like, well, they did.
0: <laughs> so, you know, what, what really kicks off XPW here, what we find out is that. It's, it's ultimately their relationship with ECW so Paul Heyman um, had got in touch with Rob because he wanted to get on the West Coast market which it, it's it's weird to think about it today but you, you know back then a lot of the national promotions weren't really national one of the reasons that Vince was able to dominate the way that he did is because he was on TV in every market mm-hmm. I mean there was I mean early in WCW's life, they weren't on tv in every market you know it it took a little while and you know just back then it was like well if if we don't get, if i don't get ecw in my state then i don't know anything about it because the internet wasn't a big deal yet yeah and and you certainly weren't i mean back then you certainly weren't getting on the internet to watch live video streams like that just i mean that would have been a nightmare experience you might as well have somebody take photos and mail them to you
1: Yeah, Um, yeah, it it would have been terrible.
0: Yeah, so, you know, so Paul Heyman is trying to use Rob Black's connections to sort of get on the air in the West Coast. Once they get on a national network, then they kind of cut the relationship off with him. And, you know, I'm assuming that, you know, Paul Heyman probably was just like, hey, man, look, uh, we're not going to need to do that deal anymore because we're on a national you know television program now, which no one would ever turn down. And and Rob Black, of course, took it super personally. And so he decides that XPW is going to essentially go to war, I guess, against ECW. And then that's how we get this whole ordeal.
1: Yeah, I can tell you that was not like the Monday Night Wars.
0: No, it didn't seem anything like that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, it was, it was as... Uh as the messiah who by the way is the star of this fucking episode i love the messiah i was gonna
0: bring that up he seems very well put together to have been wrestling at this place
1: i know right but and, and, and he played such a fucked up character too like it was <laughs> it was <laughs> it the messiah i mean he wouldn't rob black wanted him to be called jesus christ and, and I remember seeing that when I saw stuff from uh, XPW. I was like, holy shit, what is wrong with this place?
0: What's crazy is he doesn't look like Jesus or anything. No,
1: no, not whatsoever. But uh, yeah, I, uh, to put it mildly, um, what that war was, uh, Messiah said it best. This was stupid.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he, he was great. I also loved New Jack. I, I was so pleased that they got this interview with him um, before he passed away. I, I That was incredible. I mean, I was not expecting uh, there to be more New Jack footage. And so I really, really loved that that's what we got. Um, yes. So, you know... Uh, it, he was so funny in all his parts, especially when they have him on the forklift, like, going through the warehouse, getting the porn DVDs, and he's like, yeah. I, I had over a thousand DVDs.
1: I had about thousand DVDs. <laughs> he's, he's like, he's like, he's like, yeah, I, want, I wanted to wrestle. I want to get some porn.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, that whole thing is hilarious. I love when they ask him, too, you know, if, if Paul Heyman was upset about him working there, he's like, I don't give a fuck. I got to eat, you know?
1: And I got to get some porn.
0: And I got to get some porn.
1: (laughs) I was like, yes. I love New Jack for that. Now, I knew Rob Black had to know something about that scaffold, though.
0: Right. I mean, for sure. Um, What
1: you were saying about ECW.
0: Yeah, I mean, so, you know, we'll, we'll definitely get into the scaffold match because... As we said, it is the most kind of most memorable thing that they are known for, uh, as far as like just what was in front of the camera, anyway. Uh, yeah. I wanted to, yeah, I want to highlight um, we're introduced to Jessica Darlin early in the episode. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, she was uh, one of the like porn actresses that Rob just kind of said, Hey, you're a wrestling valet now. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, and she is kind of our non-wrestling person uh view into all this, right? So, you know, she's talking about how like the wrestlers would come in and there'd be people filming sex scenes in the front, the ring set up in the back. I mean, uh, you know, Rob Black was a busy man if nothing else. Uh, you know, and I really like that they got her for this. When you first watch it, you're kind of like, okay, what is she going to contribute to this? but uh, I mean I thought that she was she had a great perspective on, on everything as being like not a person from the wrestling industry.
1: yes I, I, I did too I, I, I enjoyed her interview in this
0: um, what do you think about um, we, we get to hear from David Marquez uh, he was the editor and this guy's like an Emmy winning like producer right and he's, he's going
1: in the NWA currently
0: yeah. And he's going to work for XPW. Uh, I guess uh, a, a dollar's a dollar. What did you think I, about uh, about his situation?
1: <laughs> I just loved his reaction when he was just laughing and stuff like that. Um, I mean, you know, he, he's like, he's like, hey, I, I want to do wrestling, but I got to pay the bills. So in order to get paid, he had to do what he had to do. You know?
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, I. <laughs> Dude, it was a different time back then, you know? You, you had to do what you had to do. There weren't many wrestling options.
0: Yeah, that's true. It's it, You know, if you weren't on one of the big national shows, you had to do what you had to do, uh, and that's kind of most of XPW. Um, okay, so the relationship with ECW goes really bad, um, you know, uh, to say the least. So they decide that they're going to kind of go to war with them. Uh, Rob takes this really personally. Uh, so they told a story about, you know, Paul Heyman decides he's going to do a uh, L.A. show for ECW. And yeah. Rob kind of sends his, uh, you know, according to the to the uh, roster, they all kind of admit that they were kind of brainwashed by him. He was almost a cult leader type figure. Um, yeah, So they go down to disrupt the ECW show, uh, and they sent the ring crew and everybody. So the ring crew is out papering the parking lot with XPW flyers, and then the actual roster is inside. And I love that Messiah brought up here that Rob was supposed to be there with them and no shows.
1: Yeah. Like, okay. Because you know what? You can say what you want to about Paul Heyman. If ECW back then had done a storm anywhere, he would have been there.
0: Oh, absolutely. He'd have been leading the damn charge.
1: Exactly. He'd have been, you know, like I said, because first of all, I love Paul Heyman. <laughs> Still to this day.
0: Well, this guy knew, though, who was going to be there, and he wasn't about to get his ass beat by New Jack for real. So, <laughs>
1: yeah. you know. What it seems like. Um, I mean, it, it just, it, it was so so Stupid. and here's the thing you can't even see them on camera like like you might see it for a second or two like when you watch the actual pay-per-view but they're not even really acknowledged you can see that there's somewhat of a disruption in the crowd but i mean nothing that came of it the only thing that happened was the ring crew not the actual wrestlers but the ring crew got the shit beat out of them and nothing happened from this. Like no war happened. The fans did not care. Nothing. Right. Pointless.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, all, you know, all that happened was like security just kind of escorted them out, which is kind of like, you know, this is kind of the ultimate defeat for them because the whole idea of doing something like this is you want to create a stir. You want to create a buzz, but it really didn't happen. I mean, ECW just kind of went along as they were going. And, um, you know, they were just not even a bump on the road. Um, and, of course, you know, Rob wasn't there. Um, and this is, I think, when Messiah kind of starts to see the cracks in everything. Where he's like, wait a minute. Rob was supposed to be here with us on this crusade or whatever that he's leading us on. Um, so, Before let's talk...
1: About further did- Remember when I said that this story was like Herb Abrams, only dark as fuck? You did say that. (laughs) Was I
0: Yeah, that's actually what I want to talk about next. Let's talk about the way some of the talent was treated. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, So, uh, Luke Hawks does a 450 onto a table that's covered in glass and barbed wire. Yeah. And he says, immediately, the, the the next thing is, how are you going to top it? You know, Rob constantly wants to know what they're going to do to go even further than that. Yeah. Um, he tells a story about, uh, you know, earlier in the episode, Messiah says that Rob originally kind of put him in the, as like Mr. Mr. XPW. He was kind of a main event guy, purely because um, Rob saw him take a chair shot and didn't put his hands up. And he loved it. Uh, and apparently Rob was very against people putting their hands up on chair shots because Luke Hawks also tells a story where he put his hands up and they showed the chair shot. The chair shot he was upset about looked fantastic. It looks better than basically any chair shot in the WWE in the last probably couple years, right? Um, but he put his hands up, so Rob hated that. So the next show, he has Supreme, who is... Um, Uh, Chaos, uh, Joey uh, Munoz, uh, his uncle, um, who was uh, basically a legend of deathmatch wrestling. Uh, He had Supreme. uh, They kind of uh, had him in like a crucifix type uh, pose there. They had his arms chained up. And they basically had Supreme hit him over the head with a chair over and over again. Uh, Probably cracked his skull, gave him a concussion. Rob Black doesn't give a single shit. He thought it was justified.
1: Yeah. Um, this is where, like, as I am watching the episode, I'm like, I'm like, this isn't even halfway in, and I'm ready to kill this motherfucker.
0: Yeah. I mean, just like anybody treating their talent like this at any point in time is despicable. But I mean,
1: deserve to be anywhere near the wrestling business.
0: Yeah. I mean, if this was happening today. It would be just absolutely just madness. You know, if yeah. it was happening today. Uh but you know, not that it's justified at any point in time, but I mean, this place would have been shut the fuck down well before it got to this point.
1: Yeah. Um
0: so and, I mean
1: Jerry Lynn told Luke Hawks that, like, hey man, your chair shot looked great. Fuck him. He doesn't know what he's talking about. You you did what you were supposed to do. And when Jerry Lynn An actual veteran of the ring tells you, "Hey, you did good. Don't listen to some idiot."
0: Right, right, absolutely. I'm sorry.
1: You can tell that I'm starting to get hot about this because this stuff really pisses me off.
0: Yeah, I mean, it should. It should.
1: This Um, is stuff I can actually get pissed about.
0: You know, my thing too. You know, and I had to talk to somebody about this recently. Is in my opinion, the very first job of a booker or a promoter is to make sure that their talent has a safe environment to work in. Yes. Um, and anybody who can't get it with that program should get the fuck out of the wrestling business. Yes. Forever. Go work at a grocery store or fucking a Sonic or whatever. Um, speaking of, so they talked to... And it wasn't just the wrestlers that were treated like shit. They talked to Mike Hartsfield, who was his producer and said that there was light, there were nights where he slept in the ring at the office, uh, that he would put in like a 12-hour day, and then sometimes he would put in 16 to 20 hours.
1: Yeah, because uh, Rob Black, I don't know if you know this, wrestling has to be edited.
0: Right. Uh, not only that, man, uh, he talks about committing, like, just... Straight up, I guess the statute of limitations is gone on this. He straight up, at Rob Black's uh, direction, committed insurance fraud.
1: Yes, at the night of the scaffold event. Yeah, right? and it sounded
0: like that wasn't the only time he did it. It sounded like this oh, was exactly. just a, a regular thing where he's just like, yeah, I just went on the internet and found one and edited a little bit and printed it out and sent it in. They were like, great.
1: I love the way that they shot this, by the way. I have to give credit to... Uh, Evan Husney and Jason uh, Ivy I think is his last I, I can't remember exactly Sure, it is it. now okay well I know it's Evan and Jason of Dark Side of the Ring I have to give them credit for this one because when he said when he just kind of like was just like I was like yeah so basically it, like I just faxed over a thing and uh, you know did this for the insurance and then they just go so wait a minute This wasn't even insured. I was like, damn, that was brilliant. Um, And I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised whatsoever because, dude, what arena, okay? What arena is going to sign off on a scaffold match and a buck naked? match you can't just book that and think that an arena is going to actually want that right like here's the thing sometimes some people wonder like uh why does wwe make last minute changes sometimes it's because they go up to the arenas and say hey this is what we this is what we're going to do and the arenas are like uh-uh right most in our arena
0: yeah. Yeah, that does happen. I, yeah. mean, I mean,
1: you you've even experienced this.
0: We have. Yeah, several times. Um there's uh there's been several times where we have uh had to kind of run something by a venue and uh they w- didn't want to do it for whatever reason. Um almost any venue you operate in now, you have to have at least a million dollars worth of insurance. Um because, you know, anything could happen and and gyms and armories and places like that aren't trying to get their floor messed up by a ring uh people don't understand how much weight a wrestling ring has on it and uh it's you know it's steel sliding around possibly on your floor you know um yeah so yeah i mean there's a lot of things to consider there um let's talk about some of the crazy just shit that happened uh, yeah, here, uh, it it didn't quite get FMW bad as far as like, um the 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 types of matches. I mean the scaffold is madness, right? No, but- uh, 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 uh
1: I, I I have to I have to uh, actually correct you on that. They might not have been able to go through all of the crazy stuff, but I, I'm I'm telling you right now, some of that shit is crazy.
0: Oh, I mean, I'm not saying it isn't. I, I, but, oh, okay. you know, but, but, you know, FMW getting, like, doing the Inferno match, for instance, uh, this didn't get quite that crazy, but they do tell the story about Supreme with the charcoal fluid. Now, what's interesting about this is about six years later, I actually witnessed something that was almost incredibly identical to this. Um, so in the in the episode they talk about how they got charcoal fluid instead of lighter fluid and it very it'd be very easy to say the same thing the charcoal fluid's oil-based and so they're trying to light it and it's not uh alcohol based so it's not you know given that you know nice whoosh kind of flame effect that you want to look good and uh they're trying to get this to happen and it doesn't and so they go through with the spot and the the fluid immediately latches onto uh, Supreme's shirt, which ignites and melts to his skin. Yeah. Um, I saw a very similar episode at a backyard show where, um, they got um, I think it, I I think it was kerosene
1: oh, instead God.
0: of lighter fluid, and they kind of were doing the same thing. They were putting it on the table, putting it on the table, putting it on the table. And they couldn't get it to stay lit, so finally they just put a bunch on there, and it had soaked into the table by this point. So they light it, and I mean, this thing is a flame. They go through it, and the stuff immediately gets—it's just like this—gets in the guy's clothes, and I mean, the guy got burned pretty bad. Um, yeah. Um, so if you don't know what you're doing with this sort of stuff, I mean, this is what you got to remember. Wrestling has always been smoke and mirrors. It takes skill to pull off the idea that you're really harming the other person without harming them.
1: Exactly. That's the art in right. pro wrestling.
0: Right. And even in a death match, it's still supposed to be rigged, right? Everything's still supposed to be a work except for, you know, at obviously like, you know, thumbtacks, but a lot of times you'll have clipped thumbtacks. Uh, Barbed wire, I I mean, a lot of places have clipped their barbed barbed wire um, so that it's not as damaging. I mean, there's just all this stuff, you know, gimmicked tables, ladders, uh, and, and, you know, it's just... When you start doing stuff like this with people who don't know what they're doing, it's severely dangerous. It's it's dangerous Uh when everybody knows what they're doing. 100%. I mean, just two people having a regular wrestling match that are fully trained... How many times have we seen career ending injuries in just that countless times Yeah and I mean
1: Hayabusa got paralyzed just from slipping on the rope
0: Right in a regular ass match
1: Right a, a guy ass. died in a in a match and he didn't even do a move that was that spectacular
0: Right it's I mean
1: it, it just something happened something clipped wrong on the on like his back or something like that or or he got hit in the head too hard i don't know you know just stuff happens and then when you add in this element like you said this is a recipe for disaster and it was i dude, i'm telling you i saw the great terry funk who was amazing on the fmw episode and is amazing overall But I saw him wrestle a match in XPW against Shane Douglas at the ECW Arena. Now, this was obviously when ECW died, but um, I saw a match. Terry Funk has a muscle hanging from him. You can see the muscle hanging from him, and no one thinks, hey maybe we should stop this maybe we should check on him maybe there should be a doctor come out and check him no
0: it's insane man Uh, just the the amount of shit that rob black managed to get away with and i just is unbelievable um so that being said uh you know we all know ecw went under so after ECW goes under, they start bringing in all these big national and even inter- international stars. Uh, Sabu, I, I'm I'm I am continuously shocked when Sabu is on dark side of the ring and he is both not being exposed in the episode and still alive. Like it's happened twice now, and it it's it's just mind blowing to me every time. Um, but you know, he said basically. Um, you know, Rob Black wanted it to be ECW on steroids. He said it was more like a reject ECW. Um, so let's go into the Messiah story. Oh God. Why don't you walk us through, uh, the, the Messiah, uh, (laughs) uh, story here. The, the Messiah adventure.
1: Uh, all right um so okay so i did not know this um when watching xpw back in the day um because it was really hard to follow at times because they didn't really have like a real television show i guess if that makes any sense they had a show but it wasn't like it wasn't episodic let's put it (laughs) that way um i don't know but so They were in Rob Black's faction or something like that and the Messiah would always come to the ring with Lizzie Borden and it was always weird because I was like, wait a minute, isn't she Rob Black's wife? So that was kind of weird. Now I see why. Apparently, he he wanted them to flirt, but he didn't want them to have sex unless it wasn't on camera. Or
0: unless it was on yeah. camera
1: i don't know what i just said yeah okay so <laughs> so if i don't it, know what...
0: If well you know they have the clip in here where she's asking him who she can do a scene with and he's like nobody
1: yeah so exactly uh anyways so okay so what ends up happening they end up flirting and guess what when people flirt they have sex well that's what happened they got together they ended up getting together and whatnot and that should have spelled like the messiah when he did that should have got out immediately he should have left he wasn't under contract or anything like that there wasn't anything that could have hold him and i'm pretty sure he knows that by now but that's neither here nor there but anyways so apparently they get caught It gets out, obviously, because it's in a wrestling locker room. You're not going to be able to keep that, you know, hidden. And it's the boss's wife, so you're just not going to be able to keep that hidden.
0: When you're fucking the boss's wife, that's like sign number one. You should get the fuck out of there.
1: Yeah, exactly. But that's not what happened. And this is where I wish I did not know information I mean, I I, I get that it needs to be known, but I I just, I really wish that I had never found this out, but I did. And apparently Messiah is sitting in his home and his door is wide open for whatever reason. Two guys enter. He thinks that they are part of his roommate's friends or something like that. I don't know. He just didn't think anything was wrong, but then apparently these two guys jump him and I'm thinking, oh shit! And then he said that they grabbed pliers, or, or uh, I forget exactly what he said, but I'm pretty sure it was pliers, and <sighs> cut his thumb off, like immediately cut his thumb. Off. I, 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 when I saw that, I was just like, no, no, this is not. I yeah, like, I was like, oh my god like yeah we've seen some dark episodes of dark side of the ring obviously the darkest being chris memoir or owen hart or one of those i've never seen any of these episodes get this deep
0: yeah i mean this was crazy i mean they were gonna cut them both off
1: they um,
0: were. I, who knows what would have happened if he had not fought them off And, you know, what really, you know, Messiah kind of comes across as kind of like this kind of arrogant kind of prick type person also. But, you know, he definitely wasn't on the level that Rob Black was, where Rob Black just seems like a complete fucking psychopath, Um, you know, and a very childish person. But like, this is just crazy. You know, Rob Black clearly, I mean, allegedly paid these guys to come and do this you know, to the guy that he called Mr. XPW, uh, the guy tried to leave, Rob coerced him into staying, um, you know, and of course, you know, it's, it's, and actually
1: he left before this. Yeah.
0: It's completely within your right to be pissed off if somebody, you know, fucks your wife or whatever. Uh, but you know, uh, it was already rumored. It was already all over the dirt sheets. Messiah finally admits it at a different indie show. And this is where he gets the phone call from Rob Black saying that he has three days to leave California.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he he legit threatened him and yeah. stuff like that.
0: And it sounds like he went through on it. I mean, you know, and, and unfortunately, he wasn't able to... Get to a hospital with the thumb in time. So I mean, he's still without it today. I, you know, they weren't able to recover it.
1: Yeah, uh, and, and I mean, he—I mean, he blacked out obviously from loss of blood and stuff like that. Uh, it just, uh, like I said, dude. Like, look, I knew XPW was a shitty promotion, and I knew Rob Black was a piece of shit. I—I I can't even call him a piece of shit now. Okay there's no words to describe him after this. Yeah. Like, like, dude, Vince McMahon is a saint compared to this guy. Yeah. That's saying something, all right? People can say what they want to about Vince McMahon. At least he's never sent anyone to kill him.
0: That's true. Uh, I mean, we can, we can argue about, uh, Owen Hart all day, but yeah, I mean,
1: obviously, well, obviously, <laughs> I mean, you know, but,
0: but yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, he never hired anybody to come beat the shit out of anyone that we know of. Uh, yeah. we are, we are going to do our top 10 sins of Vince man episode soon. So if anybody knows of that happening, please, uh, please write into us.
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> like I said, he's a saint compared to Rob Black.
0: Did Vince McMahon send people to break into your house? You may be entitled to compensation. (laughs) Uh,
1: But but here's the thing. When you do something like this, how do you think this is not going to make the news? Not only does
0: it make the news, but this is all happening before Rob decides. I guess he's like, oh, well, I got away with this, so now I'm going to challenge the federal government on television because uh-huh. it, it wasn't just the wrestling that he was taking to extreme levels. it was the porn too. I mean he was doing stuff that's like not not only illegal but sick.
1: Yeah he would uh, he would do rape porn he would do um, like very sadistic bondage porn or anything like that like he was just known for that and it is
0: disturbing. And, you know, I'm not here to kink shame anybody. You're into whatever you're into, but... Yeah. Like, they were talking about, like, he would, you know, have, like, very young-looking actresses pretend to be younger than they were in the videos, and, like, when you're doing that stuff, that's across the fucking line.
1: Yeah, yeah, it, it's dude.
0: Yeah. Um, and,
1: I, hey, let's be honest, I'm pretty sure there were underage girls.
0: Man, I really hope not, but, I mean, I... It, At this point in time, though, I mean, how could you put anything past the guy? You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, he he tried to have one of his wrestlers killed.
0: Right. So, you know, this happens. Um, Mike talks about, My Hartsfield talks about how Rob told him when the feds raid us. uh, You know, not if, but when, knowing that they were going to raid them, and they did. And, of course, if they couldn't make the porn, which was paying all the bills... Then they couldn't make the wrestling, and they couldn't pay the wrestlers. And as it is, has become very famous in the, you know, uh, rise and fall of whatever wrestling company story. Uh, the wrestlers weren't getting paid. Some of them uh-huh. went months without a paycheck. Yeah. Um, which is just crazy. Uh, so yeah, I mean, um, what do you even, you know, what do you even do at this point in time? if you're one of these people that's been brainwashed into joining rob's cult i mean this is around the same time where they all think that he was involved in this hit on messiah
1: yeah i, I mean and too but they don't know for sure you know kind of thing yeah and do they're like but i still like wrestling and i still want to wrestle and this is the only place it seems like I can wrestle right now. So what am I going to do?
0: Yeah, uh, Sylvia Munoz, uh, who of course got married to Joey Munoz. So was chaos. So they had a happy ending out of this at least.
1: I I must say I, I am very familiar with her work.
0: Oh, geez. Um,
1: <laughs> That's all I'll say. That's Jezebel Romo.
0: All right. Well, you heard it here, folks. Um, Shut up. Uh, I'm sure that you you just were researching her for science for this episode, just yes. for purely scientific purposes.
1: Yes, exactly. That's exactly right.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm a bit of a scientist myself. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, like XBW, this is going off the tracks.
0: Right, of course. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, so, you know, the the feds come down on them they can't make the wrestling product anymore um you know they're talking about uh you know uh jessica says we all know who did it in regards to the messiah episode sylvia leaves shortly after the messiah incident because that was kind of the last straw for a lot of the talent that hey if you try to leave here rob's gonna fucking come after you yeah um and and I gotta just note this before we wrap it up too, like the the way that they wrote Messiah out was fucking hilarious in a that was just horrible what did I just watch way.
1: Oh yeah, it was it was awful.
0: Where he ascended to heaven during one of the episodes. I <laughs> So at the end of all this, we have Vic Grimes Horrifically injured. Luke Hawks. Horrifically injured. Um, We have Messiah. Without a thumb. For the rest of his life. Um, We have several people. um, Having not been paid. And going without paychecks. Uh, There's no telling what kind of people. You know what kind of damage. The rest of the roster had done to their bodies. I mean. uh, Sabu kind of. That was kind of his thing anyway. But. Um, you know, what what what's kind of your final thoughts on this episode and on XPW? Oh
1: man, dude. Um I mean, like I said, I knew this promotion was bad. All right? When I saw it back in the day, I was like I was like this stuff is terrible. There was some stuff that was okay, I guess, at best, but just a lot of it was terrible. Um I did not really know that it was it, that it was mostly porn though. I, I will say that. I don't know why, but like back in the day when I first started watching it, 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 that just didn't come across to me or something like that. But then you know, after hearing about it, I was like, oh okay, well, then that makes sense. Um, but just dude, this is a horrible promotion with people who did not know what they were doing. And the people that did know what they were doing were not allowed to do what they know what they were doing. So there's that. Um, It's a deathmatch wrestling, which already that amplifies the danger level to a million along with people who don't know what they're doing. And then two, if you are a promoter like Rob Black, and you feel the need to treat talent like that, over something that is supposed to be for entertainment for the audience it is not supposed to be real like that you are not supposed to try to hurt each other or kill each other you violate the sanctity of pro wrestling you violate the unspoken code in wrestling which is hey We both want to go home at the end of the day. We have families. We want to go home. We have lives outside of this. We just want to make it to the next show and stuff like that and have a good time wrestling. But when you violate that, you deserve to not, you deserve to have the shit beat out of you in the ring in front of everybody with the whole entire roster doing it to you. And then you deserve to be thrown the fuck out and banned for life. And thank God he is. Because if he ever tries to start a promotion, I will go to his promotion just so I can beat the shit out of him.
0: I don't. I think there would be a line. Uh, I think you summed it up pretty well, man. I mean, I agree with you uh, at every level. I mean, like I said, if, if you're a booker or a promoter, making sure your talent have a safe place to work and that they leave that building in the same condition they show up in, that's your number one job. Uh, if you're not putting that priority first, and it seems like Rob Black not only wasn't putting it first, but didn't give a shit at all, and yep. was very adamant about just sacrificing the bodies of his workers for his own personal gain. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very glad that XPW is closed uh, and uh, that he's not in the, in the wrestling industry anymore. Uh, I mean, that's about all I can say about it. So um that wraps this one up man um that being said uh you know check out all of our coverage of dark side of the ring season three we only have two episodes left to do um we uh we'll have the luna vachon episode coming out soon and then uh hopefully next week man we'll get to the steroid trial it just came out uh last night we're recording this early early on a friday morning so as soon as we can we're gonna get that one out i'm really excited about that Uh, And then we have a bunch of uh, cool stuff coming up. Um, Dark Side of the Ring is going to be over, so we get to kind of go back to picking our own topics. Um, Yes,
1: I got to pick something, you know, again, that gets my mind off some of this shit. Because like I said, this one, dude, this one triggered some just anger in me. Like, I just, I can't stand it when I see that kind of stuff. Because that's the stuff when it's like, I, as a wrestling fan, explain that to a non-wrestling fan. And I'm just like, I can't. There is no explanation for that. Like you cannot rationalize it. You can't explain it. You just like it, it, it's just, you know, you just have to be like, look, that's what happened. And thank God there are people that are trying to eliminate that from wrestling.
0: Yeah. And, you know, in just a few weeks, too, um, uh, it's, it's uh, bears to mention that we are going to be reviewing AEW full gear um, because we're going to cover all the big AEW pay-per-views. So um, we got full gear coming up on November 13th. So uh, that's going to keep us pretty busy for the next couple of weeks. We'll have the steroid trials. We'll have full gear. And then, of course, we have our uh, top 10 sins of Vincent Man. But, hey, we might have to do something cool before then. Maybe uh maybe we revisit the angle podcast. Maybe uh, we have a couple of our top five and top ten lists we want to do still, um you know, or maybe we'll just pick a random uh pay per view we like and and talk about it. So uh, we're gonna have a ton of stuff coming up, folks. Caleb, thanks for joining me on here each and every week. I uh, was yep, definitely yep. glad to have you back. Uh, and uh, of course, as you guys already know, this has been an evolved review.